what are your thoughts on like couples that watch shows together and then like I can't continue until I'm with my partner? I think it's sweet until it isn't. I think it finds a way to become a grainy sour after a while. <laughs> Especially because it bleeds into oh, you started this show without me. Even though there hadn't been any talks to start that show. Did I just on that just trigger PTSD? You know, and then one person was like, Wow, wow, you slide me, wow. And I'm just like, nigga, just watch T V. I watch T V. Especially in this age where it's not like I think that was what makes it annoying. We live in the most convenient time to watch TV. We can't watch it again. So don't come to me with that, wow, you slide me. We have Netflix now, we have Prime, we have Show Max or HBO Max or whatever the fuck the kids call it. We have Disney Plus. We have all these avenues oh, to enjoy God. TV at a at the most convenient time, place and way way possible. So don't come to me with that rah rah, you know, all that chat. Do you want about, to like, wow, you slide me? Do you want to add to whoever you're talking about? No. Okay. I love you though. Still, I just, <laughs> I just, and I want to use this platform. This is my agenda. I just think, yeah, it's cute. Couples watch shows together, mm-hmm. but you should have to go back to your house and continue without any. Like, please, let's let's stop this thing. Yeah, I'll t- ask my friend. Oh, have you watched? This week's and I'm like, no, 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 I'm like four weeks behind because I'm what I'm like, please, what don't, don't wait to for my baby. Just watch just watch TV, man. Just watch TV. If anything, this podcast is about is like just watch TV. Watch TV. Anyway, Tim, are you ready to start? Yes, sir. Die, motherfucker. Holy shit. Hi, hi. And welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to this probably very expensive house off the coast of Lake Como. By definitions, I've bought without looking at it. Mm-hmm. And joining me on what may be our final mission as partners. I've never met his parents, so he may be Loki Korean. It's TMT. TMT, welcome back. Tama, arigato. That's Ju. What? Huh. Okay. <laughs> no. Nope. Let's move on. No, nope. I'm not going to. Yep. Okay. Um, how okay. are you? We're talking about the second half of Mr. And Mrs. Smith. I'm very good. Let's get into some TV friend. Uh-huh. You think we're friends? Yeah. Oh, you're deluded. That's that's nice. That's mean. Anyway. Holy um <laughs> first things first, so Maruch is back. By the time you listen to this, you probably already know this, but just in case you don't, yeah. they're back. Last episode, we said they were going to be on a new platform, but you know what? The powers that be succumbed, so the original Submaruch yeah. platform is still there, so please check for it. If- People pressured them. Our fans are unhinged and um, just quite wonderful, lovely people. And um, I think the Spotify execs were starting to fear for their actual lives. Both in Nigeria and mm. probably parts of South Africa, really, um, where we have solid listeners. Is that in Nigeria? Like this Spotify office in Nigeria? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Fair. Yeah. Well, we're sizable people. We just don't have money. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Okay, quickly, guys, wrap, um, admin. 
we did a 2023 wrap up. TMT was on for two of those three episodes. Uh, him, AU, and I spoke about our five best TV episodes of the year. Really fun. Mm-hmm. Got some nice feedback about that. We also went through my top ten, and it's also very fun. Um, mm. Getting, I like like getting some people say, "Oh, I've watched eight out of ten. Someone like they've watched two out of ten. So it's just like giving people shows to watch. Um, Chinasa was on to talk about the Bear season two. That was also another great conversation. So please check those out. Um, I also did a most anticipated TV shows of twenty twenty four list, so you can check that out. Mm. Most of the shows are on dated at the moment because the TV industry is in a bit of a weird place, but hopefully they'll all come out this year. Um, is this cinema came back last week with an episode on poor things and then they'll be back later this week as they continue their pre-Oscars coverage to talk about um two great movies, The Anatomy of Four and The Holdovers. You've seen The Holdovers, haven't you, TMT? I have seen The Holdovers. Any thoughts? Recommend for people to have listening to this? Um... If I was in a posh private boarding school and I had to spend um, my informative Christmas on school grounds, I would fucking, I would throw the wildest tantrum ever. I think he handled it quite well, if I'm well, considering, honest. I mean, not to spoil the movie, but considering how late he finds out. Yeah. Um, but did you like the movie? I did. I love. It. I love the cinematography, the grainy, mm. um, almost lo- film-looking texture mm-hmm. it had. It was really cute, and um, obviously the writing is incredible. The soundtrack is gorgeous. Lots of folk music, which is like my jam. And um, yeah, man, it's it was a vibe. I like a good coming of age story because it was a coming of age story for Paul Giamatti, but it was also a lovely coming of age story for. Um, Dominic Sessa's the other character. main characters. Yeah. Um, yes. And even um, my fair lady, the woman who lost her son. Yeah. Um, so speaking of her, uh, we know like this movie will most likely have at least one Oscar win come Oscars night for Divine Joy Randolph. And then, Amen. you know what, if anyone's going to, if anyone's going to be killing it, probably be Paul Giamatti. So yeah, check out The Hold of Us. It's a really, really good movie. Really coming of age Cute movie, um, a charming movie. Okay, speaking of charming, so you talk about Mr. Mrs. I still Smith. haven't seen Oppenheimer. I don't have. I'm not engaging in this with you. I do not know what. To, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say to you? I'm sorry. I'm just. Yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. I, I wanted like, to you, apologize to you. I wanted to apologize. To you. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, 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 I how want me to do, do, you, do you do you accept my apology? Not really, but you know what? It doesn't feel like it. Okay, yeah. I know how to. I will just All move right. on. I will just move on. Like it's just a thing that I have. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. that's a trait about you. You still haven't seen Oppenheimer almost twelve months after. So like, it's fine. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. All right, let's, let's do that. The second half, uh, episode five, is written by Carla Chang and Stephen Glover, Donald Glover's brother, and writing partner on, I think it was on Swarm, but also most, like, most notably Atlanta. Episode 6 written by Francesca Sloan. Episode 7 written by Yvonne Hanayi, Skylar Pappas, and Francesca Sloan. And the finale is written by Francesca Sloan and Donald Glover. Episode 5 is directed by Karina Evans. Episode 6 and 7 are directed by Amy Simons. And episode 8, the finale is directed by Donald Glover. What are your thoughts on the second half of this season? Well, and I guess where the season leaves us. Give me your general thoughts. Um, so here's the thing. I think episode five is a gorgeous piece of TV. That's Italy. That's Ron Perlman. It's just, yeah, it's just really beautifully shot because it's a spy show, but the way 
you know, I always say like location is also a character in TV shows and movies, and the way they shoot Italy, if you just took a still for still, it wouldn't feel like a spy show. It feels like this sort of beautiful celebration of the Italian coast. Um, that being said, Karina Evans directed the music video for Nice For What, mm-hmm. Drake, mm-hmm. you know that Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, she's fucking great. That's kind of how like breakthrough into um, she, industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Drake man, he does be putting people on. Um, suddenly put me on. I found out about this podcast from him. Oh, that's so, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was quite expensive to get that promo for him from him. Like, don't even ask me how much we spent on that. Anyway, um. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was I a, can't imagine. It was a lot. But yeah, no, it's a great episode. It's um, It kind of showed, I think the episode was meant to highlight what they'd be like as parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, first subtly, and, and then very much like overtly, he asks about kids. Overtly. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's gorgeous. I felt bad about that beautiful space the house the cottage being burned to a crisp yeah that hurts my feelings because that place was gorgeous um no it's a, yeah it's a great episode it shows like how well they work together even when they're not really trying to work together they're just a solid unit mm-hmm. and i think um you know how i say that like the first half of the show kind of shows how strong their relationship mm-hmm. is and the second half was, would be the dissolution of their relationship. I said that in the last mm-hmm. episode, and I predicted it correctly because, wow, mm-hmm. this is the beginning of the yeah. end. Um, another thing I really like is how um, the show is nothing like the movie, but it definitely tries to hit um, hits a lot of beats from the movie. Like what? So I think this is like one of... Um, for instance, and we'll get to this later, there's always the fight between the couple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was inevitable, yeah. Yeah, which is very movie-esque in that sense. And then there's, um, this is like them working, working together against like a sort of commando SWAT team unit type situation, which also happens in, happens the, in the movie. Uh, yeah. And um, no, it's lovely. You remember also in the movie, they, they, they saved this... I mean, I think they're competing for this character who's played by Adam Brody, Seth Cohen from mm-hmm, the OC days. Mm-hmm. And I think Rob Perman feels like a reimagining of that character in a sense. Hmm. You know? I really liked Ron so, Perman's yeah. performance, and I think we'll get to that later. It was just when you realize what he's doing, mm-hmm. what he's meant to be, he's that, that he's brilliant. meant to be a child, it, it just it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, is this your best episode out of the batch, the second half, the four episodes? It's up there. I feel like it's probably the one I'd like if I just wanted to get the feel of the show again without watching the entire thing. It's probably the one I'd go to. Hmm. So my favorite episode out of the batch is episode six, which is a therapy episode. I mm-hmm. I really like that episode. I think it's funny. I think the directing, the editing between conversations is is so funny in that in that thing. Like sometimes it cuts between, like it cuts on Donald like laughing. Or he cuts and Donald trying to like say something, and then they cuts to a scene in the flashback that con- that di- directly contradicts that. Um, I think Sarah Paulson is really funny. Well, I'll talk about her in a second mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we like we predicted last last episode that this was going to be a much darker second half than the first. Like the first half was all cutesy and we're f- watching these guys fall in love. And by the second half, we're basically watching mm. them fall out of love or at least fall into hatred and anger. Um, yeah, and I think we'll touch on all of that when we focus primarily on the finale. I just want to quickly note that like this show, and I, only, I could only take down a few because I only remember a few, but this show did this thing where it like a lot of my Hollywood pet peeves it like intentionally like does not do them like for example you know how mm-hmm. on TV or in movies like somebody's like watching something and they just close their laptop when somebody walks in and you're like mm. once you open that laptop what you're playing is going to continue playing like in the real world so I like like I remember the scene in the first half I didn't mention it when he's like searching on her laptop and he sees he comes across that porn that she has like planted for him yeah and then he closes the laptop and then he, he remembers to go back and like pause it because like that's just how stuff works and then in the michaela mm-hmm. cole episode she's like what do you want tea coffee water and normally in hot in like movies and shows the person just goes and comes back with something and michaela cole is like wait wait what do you actually want which which one of those three do you do you actually want to so it's like <laughs> i was like i think it's one of those things where like the writers have seen these things in films and tv and they're angry about them so they're like no let me actually correct them there's some other points i just could remember the other ones mm. like people not actually eating yeah yeah you know you know when it takes a bite of the breakfast yeah oh that one is down that one is just a different thing yeah like they have this spread and they just I, I, I went out and ordered a salmon bagel oh okay so you're being influenced yeah 100 um i have on my notes that like the hitler the hitler joke is just legitimately funny because i think it's hilarious Ron, Ron Perlman's Hitler joke. I just, I, I just think it's funny. Wait, which one? The one is like nobody oh, yeah, cares about yeah, the yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. cares about the that Jews. Funny. Um, it's just a funny joke. And if anybody takes what I just said out of context and clips it, then this podcast will either be dissolved or grow, depending on where we, what Reddit thread we find ourselves on. Um, mm-hmm. I really like Donald's outfits during the therapy sessions. I feel like you might. I feel like that does well, like your vibe. Well, not really. I know what I know what you're alluding to. Just like because he's wearing a lot of like big, um, just like groovy shirts mm. and stuff like that. And he he's definitely stylish. It's just not in the, it's just not the way I would dress, or it's Fair. not in the way that would work for me. Oh, I don't think I would ever be able to dress like that. But yeah, I just like the outfits. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see. And I think that's something that's been pissing me off about TV for a while. I I feel like I haven't really seen... Like, there was a time where you could watch a TV show or a movie and based on the style, not being... Um, not, not, not even the date. So, basically, you could see the dating of the style, but just how stylish the characters were. You could, like, pin it down to... Oh, this was... Either 2015 or 2016. This is this was either not even 20. Those years don't have it. So I would say you, could, you maybe from like the 90s backwards, you could pinpoint the time by the styles. But like I would say since about 2010 and now, TV styling has gotten really lazy, and characters just don't look good anymore. Even when they do, they don't. You know what I'm saying? well like cause I'm just thinking of shows that I love and I don't think any of those characters is meant to be stylish mm-hmm. so yes but we, 
bring back stylish character. Yeah, okay. Because you know, there's a point where in the show where he says he doesn't he doesn't joke about fashion. Yeah, yeah, he said that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. But like, I'm thinking yeah. of like even in the finale where he's wearing that ridiculous white. You don't think Darius was stylish in Atlanta? Dar- he, his style was more bohemian than anything, and that's like harder to pin down. That could be Eddie. That could be any time just, between. Those are just words you're saying to me. No, Bohemian is just like you know, a bit eclectic, hippie-ish. And like Darius' mm. style is literally could be Andre 3000 in the late 90s or Andre 3000 now. Almost death two years ago. Like it's just very, it's, yeah, you can't pin that down. Okay. I'm just thinking of any other shows that like contemporary shows that, mm. yeah, no, like Succession, they, they, they wear suits. Um, mm-hmm. Shiv looked really good in season two. Shiv was stylish in season two, but I know that's not what you're talking about. Um, yeah, that's quite a luxury. The bear, they're, they're too busy to be dressing the up. The bear, he's, he, I, I would say he, Jeremy's very stylish at the bear. Him and Matty, Matson, they're very, they just stylish. Went the same, same thing over and over again. Like, yeah, but there's a way Jeremy puts together those t shirts and. Even the jeans, right? He puts them in the oven and he brings them out the way they fit <laughs> and everything. The bear is very stylish. Uh, okay. It's, it, um, it is. No, okay. Let's go back to what I, 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 I'm not going to disagree with you. Let's go back to what we're talking about. Uh, the therapy episode, just some other things I liked about that. I, this is an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just liked how with each succeeding setup of like their, their therapy sessions, you could see them like grow farther apart mm. based on like the events of, of the week. Um, it's funny because mm-hmm. again, it, just a little peek behind the curtains when we got the screen as six and seven were mislabeled. So mm-hmm. Ibuka, who also has them because he's producing the episodes, um, he so he watched seven before six, no, because again they were mislabeled, mm. and it's it's funny watching that because like I was at home if I did that like you would think because in seven you would think why are these guys like so six would almost be like a flashback episode. Because you're like, why are they so far mm-hmm. apart at this point? Like, why what happened? And then you kind of almost see the therapy like, oh, that's how that's how they got here. Like mm-hmm. the therapy episode is just a very efficient way of like just showing that dissolution over like three, four weeks. And you're like, oh, okay, this is this is how this happened. Um if I was in therapy and my wife said that the good thing about me is I leave the toilet seat down, I think I would divorce her on the spot. If that's all she can think about, I just think, well, why are we wasting our time here? What are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying 100%. I think she's also very, because I, I understand her character. I think the way Maya plays her is very, she's very straightforward. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's something I like about Maya as an actress. She, she knows how to attack characters she's played. Hmm. And she's very, um, she doesn't dance around them and, how messed up they might be, this and that. She doesn't like leave space for guessing. It's kind of, oh, this is a person who has um these issues and it shows up in these ways. Whereas like um Donald's performance was more, oh, okay, you had to like literally hear you, you had to hear what everyone had to say about him to understand why his character was the way he was. Hmm. Whereas my character just kind of does her thing and you're like, oh, okay, that's who she is. Um, so when she, when she makes certain comments and they're just very, very cutting and you know in the moment she's trying to hurt him and you know that she also knows what she's doing is wrong 
but she can't do anything about it because that's just how she is at this point in her life and she doesn't know how to be any other way. Hmm. She may be a sociopath. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk yeah. about your favorite guest performance from this batch first or do you want to talk about the finale and where that story, where it leaves us? I'll give you the option to pick. Um, let's go guest performance first. Okay. I, don't know, I want to hear yours. I think mine is Sarah Paulson. I think mm. Ron Perlman was very funny. Mikila Cole was just surprising because that whole... Charming. But the reveal that she's like an agent, that was that surprised me. She looked great. Like, she still had mm-hmm. that, like, Wakanda Forever um, fitness regime on. Mm. Uh, but I don't know, the Paul, I think because I also really like that episode, but the Sarah Paulson thing is really funny. Like, when she goes like, what did happen to Maya? Or like... Just have sometimes they cut to her, just have facial reactions to what these guys are saying. She thinks this is all software engineering. Um, when she mm-hmm. talks about like her grandparents, like one of the Nazis loved mm-hmm. to hear them play, it saved their lives. This is not a playing piano. I just, I don't know. I really, I liked her performance mm-hmm. um, across across the episode. Well, what about you? What was your favorite? Oof. Um, Sarah was great. Um, I really liked um, Michaela. I think the interesting thing about Michaela is that obviously I'd seen the trailer for the show numerous times, and I remember there's a bit where she does like some hand to hand combat. Oh, I trailer. didn't remember that. So I knew, yeah, I knew going to the episode that she was someone, but honestly, like mm-hmm. before they get physical, I think I had just completely completely forgotten because the way that scene plays out i had no idea she was a spy i just if if just i completely forgot and then you know everything happens i'm just like oh this is really interesting and i really like that she got away Mm -hmm. you know um i like that they filled that mission and it made me happy because also it means we can see her again yeah i mean I, i don't even want to see her again i just like it because at, at some point, you have to, like, start thinking, well, this organization, mm-hmm. they're not really good guys, are they? You know, they're not really the good guys, quote-unquote. They're not Team America, World Police. They're just a fucking private contracting spy agency. So I found that really interesting. And um, I think my favorite guest performance was... Man, I won't lie. Paul Dano kind of comes in at the end in the way I really like <laughs> his Moby, his Moby Dick monologue. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> and um, despite having a gun, um, put his head in New York City, which is insane. But like, mm-hmm. it's America, I guess. He's still so mm-hmm. thirsty for that house that he goes by to drop a book at the end, <laughs> and he sees the mess and he's like, "Oh, actually, actually, I think they're ready to sell." He's like, "We're so back." We're so back. Yeah, so back. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do something. Um, we kind of did this a bit with Wagner Mora and Alex Karsgård last episode, but um, let's try something. I want you to recast any of the guest stars across the season, but recast them in a different guest role. Oh, it would be... That you'd have liked to see. I, I didn't even think about this, really. I mean, I, yeah, we did it with Wagner and um, Skarsgård, but yeah, that would be my first pick. Like him and his James. Yeah. With um, Wagner and but Parker. Let's Parker. Excluding them, I guess, because we, yeah. we did that last week. Parker Posey, yeah. I guess it would be... Um, it would be... Sarah Paulson and Michaela Cole. That would be really fun. 
But Sarah Poulton is like a distinctly white therapist. Yeah. I think a big part of why Michaela was there was also she was black, so she could like probably relate to a yeah. lot of things that Maya couldn't. Um, but I guess even in that sense where they're just talking, she's she would use therapy speak and just talk as someone who just wanted to listen. And, you know, yeah. your friends are just like, you can be in a relationship with someone for like six months and you guys, there's just stuff where you roll your eyes at each other, even though you still love each other. And then you're in a friendship with a woman and it's been, it's lasted for 10 years and you never roll your eyes at each other. You take each other, you take each other very seriously. You're just good friends to each other um, because there's just security. You think also inter- intimacy that comes with not sleeping with the person? Yeah, intimacy kind of breeds contempt. Yes, because intimacy is intimacy in many ways is sea finish, especially for emotionally unintelligent people like the main characters of this show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like. Yeah, yeah. Intimacy kind of always muddies the water, water. So you have to find a way to like wade through those waters. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about the finale and where this the season ends up. Do we think this is a like a season two kind of show, or is this the end of the story? No, I think it's a season two show. What I'm not sure of is if it's a um. Uh, like an anthology or you've been on this you've been on you've had this idea since since the last episode about it being an anthology with different yeah. smiths but I, I will say this I think if it's an anthology it's going to be in the way of Fargo where we'll see characters from past seasons pop up in and out so you get once in a while yeah once in a while yeah. so yeah yeah like I kind of like love life um mm-hmm. because okay so Mm, that doesn't really answer the question I was going to ask you next because then it's like, what do we think happened? Obviously, obviously the way it's shot is for us to ask this question so as we won't be good podcasters oh, if we didn't ask the he's question. Alive. He's alive, 100%. Alive. So Jane is alive. Yeah, both of them. I mean, what what is what is noteworthy? And I, I do think she's alive as well, unless this is the end of the show in which it's probably... If, if, if the show was a limited series and that's how the show ends then it becomes a much darker story about kind of like how doomed marriage can be mm. and how like we're all just going to die. It's not really a love story. Uh, but So I, I do think they're alive, but I think it's obviously noteworthy that like three shots go out and she said had one bullet. So mm-hmm. we know at least, we know Parker Posey gets out at least two shots. So it's like, mm-hmm. what happens? How does that happen? And everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what did you think of like, the episode starts with, um, somebody being somebody shooting at Jane. I think most, I think the audience knows that it's not John. So we're just kind of waiting for you. Please mm. just ask him about Max for like forty-five minutes. But it starts with people, someone shooting at Jane and killing Max, and then we see John with his mom. And I, I like when John is competent. I know Jane keeps calling him incompetent, but I like when I, I'm like, oh, you're actually a spy. And part of that is because I'm still like in Atlanta brain, where seeing Donald Glover being good at his job is still like rare to me. I'm still like remembering Ern. So like I like that he spots just because the seat is up. He's like he spots and like he figures out the bomb. So yeah, and then they start their whole Miss and Mrs. Smithness of running mm-hmm. across the city, fighting each other. Um 
he gets hit by a car like Brad Pitt did in in the original in the movie and then yeah they go into the house for the fights that you alluded to mm. and there's some there's some kind of like references to that movie fight I think I, I caught some I'm sure there's so much more like mm-hmm. obviously the entire fight itself is like a reference to the house shootout in the movie yeah also there's the part where I don't know who says it I think I, I don't know if it's John that says it's in in the show but like in the movie I don't know Jolie's Jane says like you're alive you're still alive baby to to Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt to John and then Brad Pitt acts like he's, he's yeah like he's dead like he's hurt mm. and that's kind of what Donald does here but then she says you're a bad liar mm-hmm. yeah I don't know um, and then the fights like just like the rest of the, ep- the show you see that these guys are human they are not like super humans like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie like this fight really takes it out of them out on them like they don't just like it's not like a movie fight where you just fight and you, you have a bit of blood mm-hmm. and you're back to feel health here they're like they are struggling so I don't know what did you think of the fight what did you think of the truth serum induced confession I definitely and then we can get to the safe house the bunker at yeah. the end yeah I definitely really liked the truth serum part I was really excited about it because I thought oh I wish all couples could do this because there's, there's a lot of catharsis in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I it was really smart. Yeah, it was really good yeah. writing. Uh, especially because they introduced it in the second episode and it's just a nice callback as well. Mm-hmm. The uh, Going back to what you said um, about John being competent, you know the funny thing is like the show just shows that like, yeah, he's not a details person. Well, he's probably better in the field than she is. Like, I feel like John is one of those people where the less time they have to make any, deci- any decision, the better decision they make. Yeah, because he's good on his feet. He's very. And she's type A and she wants everything laid out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but he's just very, like, he's very observant. He's very. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's just a spy. You know when a spy is a spy, where, like, they're turned on on all angles at the same time like he's very alert where he's also very in the moment with conversations and things he's doing and he pays attention he's probably really good at learning um so yeah when they try and kill him and his mom and he's just like wow i do enjoy the fact that like he doesn't suspect her but she automatically suspects him like she's been in this relationship with him and she thinks he killed her cat. Like, knowing him. Like, in that show, you get to really... It, the show is a character study. That's all it is. And you know mm-hmm. that John is not the kind of person... It's, it's, a, it's a relationship drama. Yeah. But you think he, he doesn't suspect her? I don't think he suspected her. That's a, that was interesting. Bro, if John suspected her for trying to kill him and his mom, he would not have gone in there like that. By the end, during the truth serum, he's like, you tried to set up my mom and I in my mom's house. I think he says that to her. Unless He said that. I don't think I don't think he said that. Unless he didn't like suspect her originally. No, I think he did. Yeah. But maybe he didn't suspect her originally and then when she started yeah, shooting at him, I was like, oh, he, fuck, yeah, okay, maybe you do want yeah, to kill I, me. I don't, I don't, exactly. I don't think he suspected her immediately. I think she, as soon mm. as it happened, she, she knew it was him. But like, for him, he he just oh, thought yeah, it was oh. immediately. Yeah, she thought it was him immediately. He did not. He was like, "Oh, let me check on Jane." Yeah, yeah. And I also don't think he got. I don't think he got the text 
from Hi Hi that he should take out to Smith. I think only Jane got that. Only Jane got that. Who do you think? Oh, God. Which is, yeah, so. Do, do, do you think we've met Hi Hi yet? Okay, so we, I guess we can talk about this. <laughs> because when Wagner and Parker Posey are talking, I just started bursting out laughing because I don't think this is the case, but it'd be so funny if it is considering you're the one covering the show with me. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if Hi Hi is AI? Mm, it would make sense. But well, considering your sense. lack of love for AI stories. Yeah, I know. It's just, I think AI is usually more long-winded than AI. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's AI. I don't think it's an AI. I think they would want to be, they would want something more subversive and just human. more plain and human in mm-hmm. the story. But I mean, I wrote down some of the things that Wagner and Parker Posey say about about um, hi hi. Say the more you submit mm-hmm. to soup, the stronger your faith, the easier it becomes. That could be a line from Severance. Mm-hmm. Um, they say he's never wrong. Mm-hmm. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knew where you were going mm-hmm. to where you were going before you knew where you were going. He knew us all before we were Smiths. You do what he tells you, and then you are rewarded with the of the present because the future is never promised or something like mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an AI story, but you can very see, like, it's like, why would he know me before I was a smith if he's not AI? But again, yeah. I don't, yeah. and obviously, all the communication has been electronically. So, but yeah, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen high high yet. I think that's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a proper reveal kind of for, situation. F- for for later seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's interesting to me that Donald decided to do another multi- which is why I always thought it was a limited series until the finale. Like, do another multi-season show. It's a bit Mystery Out of Atlanta. It's a bit weird, considering I think, how you know how, I think how we know just, his brain works. I think we've realized, and I've realized specifically, that he's just better at TV than movie. So he's going to make the highest level TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's never really done a movie as, as a proper movie. He's done stuff, but he's never written or yeah, produced. Yeah, yeah. he's acted in movies. Yeah, there, there's that period. I mean, he was in the Marshall. Yeah. They had that period where I, I think it's bad. Lion we King see also. a season two where John is dead, though. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. It gives Donald I mean, less as, as a showrunner type. Yeah, he he writes. Francesca is showrunner, so he writes that he directs a few episodes where he gets to do other things. Exactly. Exactly. And then you see, you get to see Maya probably with a new John or something. Um, what mm. happens when you kill the, the finalizers? What happens when you finalize the finalizers? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I have one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think that um, the John and Jane at the beginning, that's Skarsgård and um, I've forgotten the actor's name. Mm, yeah. Do you think... Um, do you think that they are... Her name is Elsa Gonzalez. Elsa Gonzalez I, remember. Yeah. I think she was in Money Heist. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no she was in Money Heist. It was the, it was the one-armed girl that was in Money Heist. Yeah, and I was wrong about that. She was just there for she one was, season. For one episode, one scene, sorry. Yeah, she was in Baby Driver. She was um, she was John Hamm's woman, like, partner in Baby mm-hmm. Driver, if you remember that. Yeah. But um, I do think they were meant to represent... Brad Pitt and Jolie. Oh, that could be okay. Like, just extremely good-looking characters. 
and how their thing ended. Mm. Yeah, so I think we agree that mm. Wagnamora and Paco Puzzi the ones that took them out, right? I watched that episode again, and you can't really tell, but yeah, it's a good theory. Oh, I don't think it's the actors. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the same actors. But I think like is the. I think those are just yeah. stunt people. I think it's the oh, idea. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The idea yeah. is that is those is that Jane, John and Jane? That yeah, it's them. It's them. Hundred percent. And also, like it was a man and a woman. You were right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy the show? Did I enjoy the show? Um, yeah, I would give it a. I'll give it ninety two percent if I run art. Why is it? First of all, that's that's, that's such a high and specific score. But why is it that whenever I ask somebody on the podcast if they enjoyed something, their initial instinct is always to rate. Like, I mean, I think it's clear from the way we've engaged about the show is that we really like it. Yeah, you know? is that ninety two percent or eighty four percent? Oh my god, such a such a discrepancy. Uh, yeah, what did they forget to like? Put a few full stops. No, no, no. It's actually it's a wonderful show. Yeah, and I think we're both I think we're both happy it's good. Just because of like yeah. our hope for it. Uh but yeah, I think it's a wonderful show. It's a great show about marriage. I think in the end it's like it's like there's all this shooting around, but like these people are have fallen in love and now they're trying to make it work and they've had like their first series of big fights. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to figure out how do you move on? And the mother-in-law has come into town. And who... I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, who does she sound like? Mm-hmm. From the moment she was on FaceTime in episode seven. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like an hour before recording, I, she sounds like Michelle Obama to me. Huh. Like, just go back and I, listen to her scene. I can hear that. And I was like, oh, she sounds like Michelle Obama. Yeah. And then, but yeah, the mother-in-law comes into town. The the jealous... Or the jealous see about the neighbors. All- it's just a good, good show about about marriage and everything. Um, I still don't think them having kids is a good idea. Yeah, me, me so neither. Stop that. I think that was a, definitely a bad idea. Um, I was going to say that there's a scene that really triggered me in the show, and I don't know if I can talk about it here because I have an ex, and um, she doesn't watch all my podcast stuff, or every now and then she tunes in, and I don't want to say reason to get into it, but it's the scene where he goes into the poker game with those black guys and he gets to just be really black. <laughs> and and she says they're being misogynistic and racist. And I'm just like, oh my God, I roll. But it was some of that. And I just thought that was a really, really good scene. Just, it's great, right? I really like that. It's, it's, it's very, always, yeah. yeah, it's always funny. I, I think it's always funny when race is brought into a, a Donald Glover character just because of the external mm-hmm. dialogue around him and blackness mm-hmm. and black women. Yeah. Which I feel like I feel the need to parrot here. But like if you're listening to this you probably know what I'm talking about. And it's just like yeah, it's always so funny. It's like how much of it is him writing and leaning into that or mm-hmm. writing against it or just writing. Like if she says she's he's performing blackness, how much of that mm-hmm. is him like basically writing against what society is saying about him, or is he just like part of this? You get what do you get what I mean? So yeah, hundred percent. It's always so interesting. Yeah, and then obviously with the fact that she's obviously like he in the show, he's not his Jane is not black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then his ex, or not his ex, sorry, the person he's emotionally cheating with is black. So all the, all these things are always so like I'm like, huh? How much of this is like? There's a lot to unpack because we know, like we know, we we read the. The Donald or Donald interview. Like, we know that he knows about these things. 
Mm-hmm. We know if anyone who hasn't read that interview, please go check it out. In which he talk, he basically calls Dave a show that was on my top ten, a McDonald's burger in Atlanta, a what a Anthony Bourdain burger, something along those lines. Anyway, yeah, yeah the Donald, where Donald interviews Donald, you you know that he knows about these things. It's like how much of that is mm-hmm. seeping into the art and his writing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm only so intrigued when race comes up, even when like when he says nigga on the show, I'm just like, huh, huh. okay. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's yeah. He's a, he's, he's, oh, okay, it's some code, code switching going on. Yeah, I've no, but like he, he there, there's a scene in the Ron Perlman episode where he says to Jane, "This old nigga is getting on my nerves." Yeah, and I'm just like, huh? Yeah, because that's the thing. I I think how you remember how she said he performs mm-hmm. blackness. Mm-hmm. And I just, I found that so fucking offensive because <laughs> she doesn't realize that he, he, the actual performance is... Is to her. Yeah. And it's not really a performance. It's just, it's hard. It's, 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 it's incredibly hard to explain to people that are not black. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny you saying that. Like, I'm just remembering the conversation that Denise, yeah. his mom, had with, with Jane, where he's like, where she's like, if he feels safe, he'll be Michael. Mm. But if he doesn't, he'll be whatever you want him to be or whatever he needs to be for you. Bruh, bruh. Yeah. That's crazy. That definitely goes in line yeah. with what you're saying about the real performances, him performing to, to her. And then with those guys, he was just, comfortable and safe and with these people yeah yeah fun show yeah it's very interesting it's very very interesting hopefully a good binge for you guys but obviously with the binge for much people forget about it by by tuesday this is not going to be forgettable this show this show is going to generate a lot of twitter think pieces and i can't wait to read them (sighs) i can't wait to block them um Uh, no i don't even mean bad ones just like especially with the stuff we just talked about yeah with um, race and the performance and just all of that, I think there's going to be a lot of... Bro, that episode, I think is episode two, where they have the um, talk about Mommy Two Shoes yeah. from Tom and Jerry. And then he makes her do the voice. And she does the black voice. But you see... Yeah, that's insane. I don't know if... How do I put this? And this is me being a fan. No, I don't think it's gone. Yeah. No, I think this is me being a fan of Donald Glover. I... I the internet doesn't start off by giving Donald the benefit of the doubt. So, like... They never have. So, like, yeah. So, the reaction to that can be more like, wow, you made... You thought it was funny to make a Japanese woman sound like this. Meanwhile, if it was a Mikula Cole mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. the initial reaction might be different. This is not me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to cape for anyone. I'm just trying to talk about how I've assessed this or how I've felt this thing on- online. So, like... The things that you think might generate positive mm. think pieces, I feel like they will generate negative think pieces that I'll be able to get, I'll be able to finish because I'll just like, I'll be rolling my eyes too hard. But we'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's, maybe there'll be no think pieces and it's just been Amazon. We shall see. For we shall see. A bit. I mean, they've, they, they've marketed the hell out of this show, so yeah, uh, they definitely so. believe in it. Anyway, any final stuff? Um, no, God bless you and God bless your families. Thank you, you too. Um, excited for three body problem. Yes, three body problem. Ricky Stanicki, um, 
Uh, what else is out there that's coming? There's a bunch of cool stuff coming. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. But yeah, um, la- guys, go check out Shogun. Yeah, last Airbender, February 22nd. Is, Sh- Good, is Shogun out? I don't know if it's out yet, but I saw the trailer. And guys, I, well, I've not spoken about it, but it wasn't on my unsuspected list because I didn't know about it by then. But like, yeah, yeah. go check out Shogun because the trailer looks fucking incredible. Um, oh no, yeah. it's going to be fucking incredible. Have you seen the original? No. Is it an original yeah, movie? An HBO adaptation. Oh, no, it was an original HBO adaptation from the 80s or yeah 80s and it was oh man it was like one of those yeah it was huge back then I think this is FX I think this one is FX really I thought it was HBO again okay no, maybe FX fair enough FX. but it looks great it looks yeah, solid FX is on another platform that has like yeah their their quality control is very high so it's not like yeah of course yeah um, it's not like Disney Plus <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, check out Sugar. Um, blah, blah, blah. Same company. I'll try and see if I can if we can make a coverage of three body problem workout. Maybe I'll have you and Aya back because you guys have you guys have obviously read Aya has read one book and I think you read all of them and you guys have thoughts going. I read in. all of them, so I'll be interested yeah. to talk about that with you guys. But for now, um, please tap into is this cinema? The covering of movies over the next few years, we're gonna, three years, next few weeks. Hold up, an ultimate movie for American fiction. Um, they t- they will give their thoughts on Ferrari and Maestro. Yeah, I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, that's it basically. And then we'll obviously do the Oscars. We'll do some awards coverage, and we'll just keep on doing things until we get tired. But for now, TMT, thank you very much. Um, Sayonara. So, <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. That's you just want to start with racism and end racism. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, please join us next week. Oh. Go. This is a week late, but go check out the Monkey Man trailer if you haven't seen it. Uh, Dev Patel, that trailer looks so sick. Um, mm. He's like a goofy John Wick. Why do you say he's goofy? Because he's in India. No, because if you notice the fighting, wow. he's not super clean. Wow, wow. No, I'm joking. Yeah, he's not. It, it, it's, yeah. it's he's proficient, but also not like superhuman like John Wick is. Like that yeah, shot in the trailer where he, as well. yeah, where he tries to jump out the window and the window doesn't break. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're just a yeah. guy who like did a lot of training. That would never happen to John Wick. Uh, but yeah, yeah, check out check that out. Uh, TMC is a big fan of the Roadhouse trailer. <laughs> I liked the first half. I didn't like the second half of the trailer. Um, I think I didn't like it when McGregor entered. Like the first half of the trailer is like, oh, this should have had a theatrical release. And mm-hmm. the second half is like, oh, no, it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't have. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> As, that's like word for word. I was like, oh, this should have, I would have liked to see this in cinema. And I'm like, McGregor walks in. I'm like, ah, okay, no, this is a uh, no. get drunk and watch on TV kind of kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. Anyway, again, thank you very much for coming by. Guys, I hope you enjoyed Mr. Smith as much as we did. Uh, if not, I thank you for still listening. And join us next week when I'll talk about some other thing. But I'll be joined by the incomparable Oscar winner, first time director, Daniel Kalia. Bye, guys. Woo! Woo! Bye. Bye. Bye.